Blog Talk Radio. Hi, it's Sandy Weiner, and I am the host of Last First Date Radio and the founder of LastFirstDate.com. And I am excited today to bring you Amy Baglin. She's the founder and the CEO of Meet Mindful. And we're going to be discussing how to date and have relationships that are meaningful, mindful, thoughtful, all the good juicy stuff. And I'm going to bring her on in just a moment. And I, I just want to say that if you are one of those women who think that love comes to those who are lucky, um, it's really not true. <laughs> Luck has very little to do with it. And in my 10 years as a life and a dating coach, what I know for sure is that if you identify and heal the unhealthy patterns from your past, and you honor and value all the parts of you, especially the parts that people told you were too much or not enough, you're gonna to begin to transform your life and your love life and become the woman of value who attracts in toe-curling epic love. And um, every week I bring you a tip on how to be a woman of value, and this week's tip is step number 29 in my 30-step process and that is to choose love over fear. We tend to operate out of fear so much in our lives, and instead of choosing fear as a way to look at things like, oh my God, I'm afraid to go on that date because he might reject me, or I have a pimple, or I'm too old, um, I want you to really think about loving yourself first and thinking about, I hope I like him instead of I hope he chooses me. I had a client who was really operating out of fear in so much of her life because of her really difficult upbringing. And I had her go through an exercise and I'm going to share it with you and hope that if you would like to start living from love and, and not fear, that maybe you would want to adapt it. Um, so throughout her day from the very early morning through the night, I want her to think about every decision that she made and Decide it from a place of love. So for example, you're having breakfast and you choose to eat a healthy breakfast. So you're not eating that healthy breakfast from fear of getting fat. You're eating the healthy breakfast out of love for your body, out of love for yourself. So just think about those decisions and choices that we make throughout the day and make them from love and not fear. So uh, before I bring on Amy, I just want to remind you that I have this awesome Facebook group. It's a free group. It's called Your Last First Date, and you're welcome to join if you're a woman over 40 and you would like, like supportive, positive feedback on your dating journey. And now I am going to bring on Amy Bagland. She is the founder and CEO of Meet Mindful, which is a unique dating site for those who want to date mindfully. She's on a mission to elevate the online dating world to a more spiritual realm. Meet Mindful is one of the fastest growing dating and networking platforms in the world, connecting 36 million like-minded singles interested in mindful living, health and wellness, meditation, spirituality, sustainability, and personal growth. So join me now for episode 289, Mindful Dating and Relationships with the founder of MeetMindful.com. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much, Sandy. I appreciate that introduction. Uh, sure. So I was so excited when Meet Mindful came to be because I was getting tired of the online dating world as being sort of superficial and 
the complaint that I hear so much is that men are only interested in sex and, you know, we have these superficial relationships. So first, tell us why you started Meet My, Meet My Fly. I have a feeling it might be a little bit about this. Yeah, I was just going to, you know, the first thought that came to mind when you said that was me too. I was frustrated too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my, my story, um, my brief story is that um, I've been, I've been in startups and tech startups for uh, ever since I was in college um, years ago. And I ended up um, working in New York City and, and was with, on the ground floor of a tech startup that was just booming. And I learned a lot um, and saw the power of technology and scaling a business that was, you know, that helped consumers uh, live better lives. And at some point in my journey and living in New York, uh, about my mid-20s, I started going down uh, and exploring my own path of personal growth and development and, um, and living more mindfully. And for me, that entry point was through yoga and meditation. Um, and it just completely transformed my life. Uh, I, to the point where I decided I wanted to dedicate not only my personal time and practice towards this, but actually make it my career at some point. Um, and I ended up quitting my job and selling all my stuff and buying a one-way ticket to India. And this is around the, the time that Eat, Pray, Love came out. Uh, <laughs> so yes, I had my own little version of that. Um, and I traveled for a year uh, all around um, Southeast Asia and studied with masters of you know, yoga and meditation and energy work and Thai yoga massage was a big practice of mine. Um, I, a lot of authentic relating and partner yoga work um, and just started really seeing the power of these practices, not only from a um, you know, theoretical level, but actually seeing in practice day by day. Um, and every community that I would tap into in my travels, because my, my MO was kind of to go to one city and stay there for a while or one village and stay there for a month or longer. And I would tap into these like-minded communities of people wherever I went. And it was the first time in my life I've been surrounded by so many people in, um, in a group that had, you know, it might be varying degrees of interest or practices or things that they were dedicated to, but the, the common thread that kind of held everybody together was the mindset and value set of, um, you know, change, being a part of playing a bigger role in um, the world and actually like bringing their passion, their purpose out into, you know, offering it to the world and helping to elevate the consciousness of the planet. And mindfulness was a big part of that. Um, mindful, you know, whether it was mindful meditation or a lot of people um, wove that into their relating practices um, with couples work or um, partner yoga is another great example of that. Um, and I was really inspired by the power of like-minded community. I ended up moving to Denver uh, six years ago, and when I moved here, I was single, and I was on the dating site at the time that Tinder and, and all the apps were either didn't exist or were just getting started. Um, so I remember I was on, you know, OkCupid and Match.com, and just really lackluster experiences, and the, the problem I found over and over was that I couldn't really... I wanted to find people who were similar to um, the mindset and value set that I'd encountered um, back in New York and in my travels. And I had a really hard time searching for that. And I found just so much like crap that I didn't want to surround myself with. And it was really like dragging me down. 
energetically and um, emotionally. And so that was one experience, you know, firsthand experience. And then I ended up having this idea of starting a um, events company called Yoga Dates. And we did yoga events for singles. And this was within one month of moving here. I just thought it was funny, like that we would go to, I would go to yoga classes and people would sit in silence waiting for class to start. And I mean, I get it. It's a meditative contemplative <laughs> practice, right? But also you're surrounded by 20, 30 people who clearly have something shared value and, and um, lifestyle wise with you. And yet it's like this, I don't talk to me vibe. And I thought that was strange because I was new in town. You know, I knew one person when I moved to Denver. And so I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we could bring together like-minded yogis who wanted to meet each other and date each other? So Yoga Dates was born out of that. Um, and we did, I was teaching a lot of partner yoga at the time and Thai Yoga Massage was a big piece of it as well. And so we would do um, partner yoga speed dating and Vinyasa and Vina was another fun format we used to run. I would partner with brands like Gaia and we would do a community movie night or do like a girls night out where it wasn't always dating focused, but we would bring together like-minded community. and so. Through that experience of um, seeing people come to these events that would sell out, you know, every month, um, and getting the feedback that I got from my my customers about how hard their online dating experiences were, they had the same experience as I did. Sometimes much much more um, and much sadder. <laughs> um, and I I just felt this call to do something about it. Um, and it's a huge market. It's a huge set of people and it's only growing bigger um, and faster uh, nowadays. And, and it didn't seem right that there was no place to go for, for this crowd, um, for my crowd, for my tribe. And um, so it was kind of my past experience in the tech space and then my personal experience in online dating when I had moved here and then the, the dating event company, Yoga Dates, that kind of led the culmination of, uh, of starting Meet Mindful about four years ago was when I started working on it. That's a great story. I, I, what I love is, first of all, that you, that you left what wasn't working. And a lot of people don't have the courage to do that, you know, to get up and leave a successful career and just go and find what works for you. And I, I, I give you so much credit for that because it's, it opens up a space in your life for good things to happen. And so many people live in that place of fear. You know, what I was talking about earlier, the, the love versus fear. When you are doing something from a place of love, from a place of passion, from a place of purpose, it, it, it just changes your life. And I totally agree. Yeah. Um, what, one of the things that come up, comes up for me when you say that is um, I did a holistic nutrition training course um, or program, I guess I should say, in New York called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which a lot of your listeners might know of. Um, and I went back when it was a live program. It wasn't digital. And mm. so it was 1,200 people uh, in, wow. in a room together in Lincoln Center in Manhattan. Oh, Actually, my God. My first, like, giant, like-minded group experience ever. It was 1,200 of us. Um, and that was a complete game changer for me. And one of the things about this program that was will never, ever leave my memory is um, – the, the founder was talking about following your passion and your purpose and, and actually recognizing that we can make the choice to step into something unknown and, and grow from there 
and actually take that risk and take that chance. And what could possibly be on the other side is something greater than we ever know. And um, he had this visual, or visual, visual, excuse me, of um, a trapeze artist. And he said, a trapeze artist, when they're grabbing onto the, the ring, they have to, when they're grabbing the one in front of them, let go before they can grab the thing in front. And mm. so for a, more, a moment, you're airborne. And it's terrifying, right? Um, like there is an element of fear in that, but if it's to move forward and to grab the next thing that you want, it's worth it, right? Yeah. Um, and I never forgot that because that, mm. that trip I took was an example. I didn't know it was going to happen, um, but I knew I, I, I really had to follow it. And so I just love your message about choosing love over fear. And, you know, I, what I love about what you did with that is not just, you know, kind of say it as a cliche term, but actually ground in examples of what it looks like to do that. Mm. Yeah, thank you. I, and I, I, I've been listening to Michael Gates Gill, who, who wrote the Starbucks book about how he left, uh, he got fired from a huge uh, advertising career in his 50s. His wife divorced him. He had had a, a baby with another woman while he was still married. I mean, he was a freaking mess. Wow. And he talks, he talks a lot in this second book about how his whole life he was given everything. He had privilege. And because of privilege, he never chose anything in his life. And he didn't know what it was to struggle or to really find purpose and meaning because everything was handed to him. And, I, and he talks about taking that leap of faith, and he calls it faith. But it is, it is a, there is a degree of faith when you leave something behind. And I, I would say... I left my marriage because of that, and I had no idea what I was coming into, but I knew that it would be better on the other side. I really did. I, I had faith that when I left, that feeling of being out of alignment with who I was, there had to be something better on the other side, and I found it. And I think, you know, doing work also that gives you a sense of purpose and meaning and serving others is so huge in finding meaning. Um, and so... I, and, and to bring this back to relationships and to your website, I think that people really need to understand also that they need to let go of relationships that don't work. Um, they need to break up quickly with men or women who they're not compatible with, and they have to learn to recognize those signs early on, which is mm -hmm. something I work with them on. Um, but can you share some other ways that people can have more meaningful, mindful relationships? Yeah, um, and I think it's a great message to be really aware when something's not working and act quickly on that. Um, you know, one of the things that we practice here in my company, and it, it's not just, you know, mindful dating, right, but um, this is perfect for dating and relationships as well, um, is conscious leadership work and uh, from the Conscious Leadership Organization. And one of the biggest things that um, I like to focus on with all the relationships in my life, and especially with, um, with when I'm dating somebody and the guy that I'm dating right now, is um, being really tapped into, and this is a huge piece, this is where the mindfulness piece comes from, um, being really tapped into what's going on for me emotionally and physically, um, and, and naming that, being able to talk about that openly. Um, and so... If I'm scared about something, right, um, instead of just acting out of that fear and reacting to the fear that I'm scared that, um, you know, X, Y, Z is going to happen, 
uh, I can say, you know, I'm actually feeling really scared right now. And I think, my, you know, I think that um, that might be showing and, and how I'm showing up right now. And I just want you to know, like, I'm really afraid that this thing might happen. And, um, and I just want to, you know, be honest about that. And, and you can do this, you know, obviously with positive emotions too, but I think just being really clear about what's going on for you and um, both internally and then being able to express that vulnerability, vulnerably and, um, and honestly with the people around you, it's huge step mm. towards um, mindful dating and relationships. I mean, people can't read our minds. They no. can't. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I think we operate from, you know, it's part of our just innate like caveman and cavewoman behavior to be protective of ourselves, right? And so if something, even the slightest thing might seem off, like we can jump to conclusions that um, are completely incorrect of what somebody else's intentions are, what they might be thinking about us, or, um, you know, just what's going on for them. And so it's really kind and compassionate to be forthcoming with that in a way that's really, you know, honest and, and not charged with a lot of judgment. Um, that would be probably my biggest, my biggest uh, source of, you know, offering that I can bring up there. And the other thing that comes up for me. Well, before you get on, to the other thing, can yeah. I just comment on that? Because that's a big totally. one. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that. And I, I think that communication is so difficult for people. They, they I think what happens is they get flooded with all these thoughts and how am I going to say this and not offend somebody. There's all that people pleasing that goes on and, you know, and you want to be nice. And so a lot of women in particular hold everything inside. Um, I just heard some really, really bad dating advice that somebody posted in my Facebook group by a male dating coach who's like 30 years old. And he's like, women, you've got to play it cool. Like, don't bring up anything about the relationship. Don't even ask where, you know, what's, don't tell him what you're looking for, nothing. Just really don't pressure him at all. And then he's going to come around and he's going to be great and he's going to really commit to you. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like totally fake it and be manipulative. <laughs> and, then, and then when he's really yours, when he's hooked, then you're going to spring who you really are on him. And I mean, that's how I see it. It's like, that's like what the rules ladies said, you know, like just, you know, be coy, be manipulative and not, not be authentic. And we ha I had a woman on my, my new program I just started yesterday called the Woman of Value Love Mastery Program. And um, she was talking about a difficult relationship she has with her mom forever. And she said, as she starts talking about something personal to her mother and her mother will just either shut her down or change the topic or start crying about something about herself. And it becomes all about her and it's deflected. And so she just ends up in a superficial conversation. So I challenged her to let her mother know how she feels and ask her mother for what she wants and just say, can you just be present with me? Would you be willing to just hear me? Would you be willing to give me what I want, you know, and ask for it directly? And she's going to try it. I can't wait to see what happens. But even with the most difficult people in our lives, this is such important work. Somebody's going to say something that's going to offend you, and you've got to be able to speak up and say, that hurts. Can I tell you what would feel better? Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest piece there is really understanding what you need. 
before communicating anything. Yeah. And this is, you know, on the on the micro level, um, in this conversation with her mother is the example you're giving. Um, and on the macro level in terms of who you want to find and who you want to invite into your life, whether it's romantic partners, friends, uh, coworkers, et cetera, who's who you want in your community. Um, being really clear clear about what those characteristics are, what it looks like, what it doesn't look like, is critical because yeah. if you can't if you can't know it when you see it, you're not gonna see it. And if you don't know what to ask for, you certainly can't ask for it. Um, so I think that that is a huge part of the work. I totally agree with you. Um, we were doing family blueprint last night as our first step to know how you got to where you are. And then from there, you find out what is it that helps you operate best and how do you express that? So how would you suggest, um, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> You're just bringing up so many topics. I mean, I'm thinking about like putting yourself in front of people who are like-minded, what you said before, and just the yoga thing and traveling. It is so essential to be in front of people who are like you. And so many people don't know where to find those people. So you created this fabulous website um, for people dating who want to date more mindfully. And um, I'm just wondering how you help people to get clarity about their must-haves. Do you mm, have any exercises great. for that? That's great. Um, do you mean within the context of Meet Mindful or in general? Yeah, meet mindful, but having that kind of authentic, deep relationship that you want, what, where would you yeah. suggest people start with that? Yeah, um, just one thing I want to uh, offer first. We meet mindful is available online on, as a website, and we also you can find the app in the app store, both oh. for um, Google Play and for uh, Apple for iOS. So I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, great. Okay. Um, <laughs> for mobile, um, and so a few things that come up for me when you ask that. Uh, first, I feel extremely strongly that um, in the culture that we now find ourselves in with dating apps, that there's a tiny box to like write an open-ended small paragraph about yourself. And I don't know about you, but I certainly have a lot more to say about myself than it's a small open-ended box with no prompts. Um, and I think it's, it's teaching us to be so surface and not reveal things that are important to reveal uh, about who we are and what it is that we're looking for and what it is that we desire in a partner and in our life. And so one of the things that we do out the gate at Meet Mindful is we have a, a much deeper profile process that we take people through. And I mean, there's so much more work that we could do on this and that we will be doing on this in 2018. Um, but already, I mean, we've gotten such great feedback on the types of questions that we're prompting people to answer and the what people end up revealing about themselves and therefore what I'm able to glean from somebody and, and who somebody is and what's important to them uh, when I look at their profile. And it helps me fill in the blanks of um, that would normally be there if all I was looking at was a photo mm. and a couple of sentences. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we really care deeply about. Um, we ask what are people's biggest passions, what's new and good in their life, um, which helps us get really specific about what's happening instead of talking about myself in giant generalities. Um, we even talk about what imperfections, uh, or ask what imperfections we're working on embracing in themselves, which, again, a little bit of vulnerability up front can go a long way. Um, and so that's one of the big things that we focus on and be mindful. 
Um, we also have over 2,000 original articles and content pieces on how to show up more mindfully in dating and relationships. And so we give access to those articles uh, to our members and to people who haven't uh, joined the community yet as well. Um, so for those who are interested, you can go on meetmindful.com and um, look for the articles in the footer of the webpage. Um, and those articles have a lot of great practices for, um, for example, clearing your slate for love, and which I imagine you do some some similar work around, um, and then getting really clear on what it is that you want and following some steps to uh, not only record that, but then how to call it into your life. Um, and one of my favorite mentors and friends that I've made through this journey is uh, Ariel Ford. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know Ariel. Mm -hmm. um, and her soulmate manifestation process, the soulmate secret. Um, that's a big favorite of mine. And I actually uh, did it last year. And I think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so um, check back with me later on that one. But okay. the thing what has happened in the time frame that um, since I did the last module of that course, um, and getting clear on what I want and what it looks like was a huge part of what I think propelled um, me to be able to date in a way that is much more discerning and it's less focused on um, how many dates can I rack up, how many matches can I rack up, like basically how can I feed my ego, right? Um, and instead, really looking at somebody and saying like, like checking in with like my, my core and saying, is this truly somebody who has this experience something that I want to pursue based on what I'm committed to finding in my life, mm -hmm. based on what I'm committed to surrounding myself by and who I'm surrounding myself with. Um, and it becomes such a almost easy barometer, um, but first you have to create it. Yes. Yeah, totally. Uh, Ariel's been on my show. She's wonderful. And I, I wholeheartedly agree that you have to you have to get stronger on the inside before you can soften on the outside. Um, so I have a TED talk that's uh, about living my life as a Tootsie Pop. And, um, and basically it was it, that every time I had heartbreak, I would get harder and tougher on the outside and I didn't have a strong inside. So I didn't really understand the lessons I was learning through the breakups, through the love interests and, and, and it led me to make a poor choice in my husband, who I stayed with for 23 years. And so wow. the, the process of really refining what was important to me on the inside, of really knowing without a doubt that these are values that I live by, that nobody can cross this line. And when you know that and you can set those boundaries, then you have that net to fall in. You're not, you're not opening up with this vulnerability without anything protecting you at all. You know, I think people misunderstand vulnerability wide open thing that you just, you just do, you just soften, you just, you know, and you can't just do that. Um, so I, I really believe that it's an inside out job. You have to really get that heath bar, which is strong on the out, inside and soft on the outside um, approach to dating and love. And, and that's how you attract in somebody who's going to be more like you. And it's not about your ego. It's really about your heart and your soul. And um you know, and it's, it's not about a million dates. You know, that's how people get yeah. burnt out. They, they yeah. just don't want to date anymore. So, I mean, Absolutely. I had, and, I, and, I, and a lot of people are looking for things that have to do with their childhood fears. 
you know, so I'm afraid I'll be alone the rest of my life, or I'm afraid I won't have money because our family didn't have money. So I only can date somebody who's in a CC and I can only date some, you know, and it's all external things that give them what they think their values are. So doing that refinement work is so critical to finding love. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's one other thing that came up that I'd love to bring up there that I, I found, well, two things very quickly. Okay. Um, you know, I love that you're urging people to work on being softer um, and, and thereby more vulnerable. And what I think is really fun is it might be scary the first few times, but what I notice in that is the more we take that leap and the more we, we act in more vulnerable, softer ways uh, that we weren't, that weren't part of our, um, it wasn't habitual before. It can become habitual because there's a lot of rewards at the end of that. Every time I do that, I notice that I get something back that I didn't expect and it was, you know, so worth it. Mm. Um, and it becomes a fun game. Like, okay, if I can really open up in this way, um, what, what outcomes could come from this? And um, I think it especially like in with dating a new partner, I think that you, both can surprise yourself um, in what happens on the other side of that vulnerability. That's one thing. Um, and the second thing is, I I just recently did this, um, and so it's top of mind for me. But in terms of clearing the slate for love um, and really being uh, cleaning up old messes, um, I had two exes that both still carried a good degree of negative charge in me um, and I was triggered by it. And as much as, you know, I thought I had closed those, those chapters, they, there was still some stuff there. And I really wanted to, um, as, as I started dating this new man recently, I really wanted to clean those things up because I, I, I just intuitively knew that they had to be cleaned up. And um, because I wanna be able to be able to look both of those people in the eye if I ever run into them again, which I will and already have, um, and see them only with, with, you know, happiness and compassion and well wishes, you know, I don't want anything else to be there um, energetically. And, and it, it was a beautiful thing to, to have both of those clearing conversations and um, cleaning any lost stuff or any remaining stuff up. Um, so I just, you know, that's something I feel really strongly about, especially right now, because it just kind of happened. Um, but I, for those who are listening, who, if that resonates, you know, I'm sure that you have some more thoughts that you can share on that. Mm. Um, yeah. So you actually talked to these men and cleared, cleared. I did. I, I went out to dinner with, um, with uh, my recent ex from like a year and some change ago. We lived together. I mean, we were going to like, you know, I've never been married, um, but we were going to do all that, you know, that was it. And then it wasn't. Um, we had dinner and, and it was beautiful, beautiful thing. And then there was another person who um, did not have quite a great ending with about four years ago. And, um, and for reasons I won't get into, he's like unable to contact me, like it set things up so he cannot get in touch with me. And so I was thinking in my head um, on December 30th, I was like, I really need to reach out to him. And because he can't, because so therefore I'm going to have to be the one to do this. Um, ugh, I don't want to do that, but I think I'm going to. 
And then out of nowhere, I ran into him the next day. Wow. <laughs> it was that fast. Wow. I mean, I hadn't seen him in like half a year. So it's just amazing how, you know, intentions can uh, speed things up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, I love what you said about clearing. Um, something that I did when I finally got divorced was I wasn't angry anymore. And that's how I knew. Because there were many times that I wanted to leave and I was so angry and so afraid and so many other emotions that were not good emotions. And not that some emotions are better than other emotions, but when you're ready to leave a relationship and you can be at peace and you can say, you know what, I'm just, I'm just done. And I know this is better for both of us. And, you know, it's that, that conscious uncoupling that they talk about. Um, there's just you know, leave with appreciation, leave with gratitude. There's so much that you gained from the relationship. Um, one of the articles I wrote for Mind Body Green was about, it was a thank you letter I wrote to my ex that I didn't send and didn't share with him. But it was... Just yeah. Green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just a little private place. Um, I've actually written for Meet Mindful also. Oh, great. Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed that I had an article published on there a while back um, so yeah, this is, this is such good stuff. And I know you have a meeting, so I'm, I'm going to let you go, but I, um, I will share in the show notes, a link to meet mindful and how people can find it and find the app and, um, anything else you want to share before you go? I would just urge people if they don't feel like they have full clarity and what it is that they're looking for, um, prioritize doing that. I think mm. it makes all the difference. Yeah, and thank there. you for having me. Uh, oh. It was really lovely to be able to talk to you, and uh, I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you. You too. Thank you so much.